Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. A mixed picture for U.S. equities today. The Dow advanced up five, little changed at 21,998. S&P and NASDAQ both declined with the S&P 500 index down a point, down about one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ down seven, also down about one-tenth of one percent. The 10 year down 15.30 seconds at yield 2.27%. As for gold, down 12.70 the ounce to 12.74, down about 1%. West Texas Intermediate Crude up three tenths of 1% to $47.72 a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. Appraisers may be a dying breed. At the industry's peak in 2007, states granted more than 120,000 credentials to perform residential appraisals. As of last year, that number had plunged to just about 74,000, according to the Appraisal Institute. But Jim Ameren, president of the Institute, says until machines can see, smell, and hear the way humans do, appraisers don't need to be too worried. The machine can't see the garbage dump that's next door or smell the effects of an industrial plant where fumes are wafting over a property. And so far, at least, a machine can't see that maybe the bathroom fixtures have been gutted from a home or that the paint is purple, and that may not be something that people are interested in buying. Mortgage backer Freddie Mac started allowing automated appraisals for some refis in June and hopes to expand to home purchases in the coming months. And that's your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. This is Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. Boston's own Donna Summer working hard for the money there. Uh, Kathy Boyle works hard for the money, too. Uh, she's the president of Chapin Hill Advisors uh, and joins us right now uh, with a look at what's going on in the markets. And, and uh, Kathy, one of the things about this day and this week is that we get this uh, uh, big move uh, uh, in some, some stocks after 13 Fs are filed. I wonder, uh, sitting where you are and what you do, what you make of the 13 Fs and what we're learning about what other investors are doing. How, how do you use 13 Fs? So, you know, again, Corey, it's all information, right? You've got to take this massive amount of information and try to digest it in something that can be actionable. So the tech stocks have really led the craze. A very small number of stocks, again, is responsible for a very large percentage. And those are the FANG, right? The Facebook, uh, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and um, Alphabet was Google, right? Um, and a lot of hedge funds have been actually pairing back. So David Einhorn, Soros, Cooperman have all made big sales in the tech stocks, where you have tap Appaloosa, he's very bullish and he just made a massive buy. But you're seeing the 13Fs, you're seeing a lot of the tech funds starting, the hedge funds starting to pare back some of their tech. So you have to wonder whether or not the market's rotating, materials out of favor, energy's out of favor, retail stocks got clobbered today. Um, so, you know, you, you look for clues in the market as to where the safety zone is, where there's opportunities, right? Buy low, sell high. Yeah, it's an interesting time, certainly. And I, and I wonder, um, you know, I, I mean, for, for me, I, I'm sort of always looking for ideas and I look for the money managers who find kind of obscure stocks and, and are making investments uh, that are adding to positions in, in uh, things that might not otherwise come to my attention. 
Right. Right. And, you know, when you do conference calls with the managers, that's another good place to see what their thought process is, where they're hedging their bets. Um, you know, the dollar has been weak recently. So uh, there's a lot of foreign money in the dollar. If that's not hedged, that could be a problem down the road. The 50 top companies in the S&P that have global exposure far outperform the companies that just have domestic exposure. So 13.8% return year to date versus 1.3% for the uh, overseas versus domestic. And a lot of Tech companies do a lot of their business overseas. So, you know, that that's helped um, – that will help if the dollar continues to decline. That continues to help the tech. But is it across the board? Is Amazon the king now? Are they going to decimate retail? So those are the sorts of clues that you want to look at and, and try to factor it in again as to what decisions you make in your portfolio. And I would think also that, um, uh, you know, one of the things we start to see when we look at these 13Fs is sort of the level of – of optimism or bearishness with uh, big investors? Well, you know, overall, hedge funds have underperformed, and a lot of the big pensions are paring back. They're really, you know, liquidating a lot of their hedge funds, the 2 and 20 model, the 1.5 and and 15, you know, it's going away. They're trying to uh, negotiate, and a very small number of hedge funds are actually the ones that outperform, and so that becomes the issue is, again, you know, where is the real smart money? A lot of this market has been driven by robo-traders, you know, and, and the algos and that's, what do you mean by that so there are automatic programs that are set up you know betterment and a lot of the other companies are setting up these robo advisors where small clients can have an efficient solution and so they can automatically trade automatically rebalance and cut out the broker cut out the advisor you know low cost mostly ETFs. and then uh, the algos are you know owned the algorithm guys are uh, owned by the big hedge funds and the big money management firms and they just go in and they can trade in a blip of a second and and they go in, and every dip is a buying opportunity recently. So for 100 months, we've seen buy the dip, buy the dip. And, you know, that can be artificial because that money can be like a stampede of elephants heading for the same door if the markets suddenly reverse. Uh, VIX had the largest short position on record as of a week and a half ago. And then last Friday, VIX was up 55% in a week. That, that must have hurt. That must have hurt big time. People were short VIX at 10. I mean, that's, that, it seems short VIX at 10 is an aggressive place to be. Yeah, but that's how complacent this market is. That's a, a sign of people think Goldilocks is here. Bank of America's fund manager survey says 46% of managers think the market is pricey, yet 42% of them believe we're in for Goldilocks economy. And that's exactly what Tepper's saying is, you know, we've got strong global growth, maybe mediocre growth in the U.S., but we've got modest interest rates. We're coming from such a low, low bottom that rates would have to really spike in order to affect the market. So a lot of people are in that camp investors as well. And remember, individual funds, ETFs have driven the market. So a lot of investors saying, why should I pay anybody? I can just buy an ETF. I can buy an index fund for six basis points. Why should I pay you 100? Um, to that, I mean, is it, is it even possible for this market to sell off if you've got the robo-advisors? And robo-advisors still are probably less than, you know, ballpark, I would say less than, than $10 billion, $15 billion in, in total assets, um, depending on what you categorize as robo-advisor from Vanguard and the like. But do you think it's even possible for this market if robo-advisors are on, which is to say planning for retirement, which is and, and, and people getting older, which 
I can testify, continues to happen despite my best efforts <laughs> if, if, if the market even has the ability to sell off like it might have in the past. You know, I, I, I think that that is dangerous thinking, right? And I think that is what the average person thinks, that we've got so much protection, there's so much demand, there's so much cash on the sidelines, there's no place to go. The S&P is the risk asset of choice because, you know, German bonds are 0.39%. U.S. Right. Treasuries are 2.14%. You can't live on that money, right? So they feel that they have no choice. But I think that, you know, there could be, who knows what it could be, right? But there will be some upset in the market, whether it's a long, slow bleed or it's another big cataclysmic event. But I think that what happens is all the people that are along, just like the short position on Vic a week and a half ago, they get cremated when the market suddenly turns around. And what that could be and when, um, you know, there was a whole article in Barron's this week and how the political uncertainty created the, the drop last Thursday in the S&P and the Dow, but over history, that's not been a longstanding position. So then it reversed on Monday and everybody's back to the races. Do you think the short covering uh, exaggerated the VIX's rise in the last, uh, you know, the early part of this week? And Absolutely. Most? Absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, the chart, when I looked at it and just going, the large short position on history, right, in in, in VIX, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of crowded trades out there like that. And you look at the S&P, 84% or 90% of the earnings are in. And uh, most stocks, even with great performing uh, numbers, did not know better than the stocks that underperformed. And earnings have not grown September of 2014, we had 106 as the average earning on the S&P, fell all the way down to like 86 when the oil was all the way down 30, back up to like 104. But basically in almost three years, earnings haven't grown. So what what are we paying for? That's the issue. Uh, indeed, Kathy, so glad to have you on. Uh, you know, we mentioned the VIX. VIX uh, yesterday was down 21%, but today down only 2%. It's still hanging in there at $12. And four cents. Kathy, uh, again, Kathy Boyle, uh, we do appreciate it so much. Kathy Boyle, president of Chapin Hill Advisors in New York City. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Corey Johnson. Check me out at, at Corey TV on Twitter, at CORY TV on Twitter. This is Bloomberg.